Okay, Niall Horan, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Uh, good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Long time no see. It is. I think that we, we, before we came on air, me and Pierce were chatting. You said the last time we saw you was Torrey Pines, I think a couple of years ago at the Farmers Insurance. Yeah. Uh, off the back of that, how excited are you to get back into like tournaments, being back on the golf course, spectators, and just getting back into what we used to be? Oh, it'd be great to go to a golf tournament now, wouldn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> it, it would be so good. Yeah, Torrey Pines, when I think of it now, we were standing around there at the back of the 16th tee box, uh, chatting away, and how big that crowd was. Yeah. It just seems like a different planet, really, a different world. Uh, it would be. It'd be great to go back to, to see a golf tournament and watching the fans getting back to some of the, the tournaments recently. been very jealous of them. But uh feels like it's coming soon, especially in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and closer in this country than, in mo- than most others. Um, so, yeah, I just... Any sort of... Just to see more people would be great in any capacity. A football game, a round of golf, a gig... Anything. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. That social environment, we're definitely missing it. Yeah. Look, everybody knows you now for, for your music. Um, we, obviously, we're talking golf today. It's all about the yeah. golf. So how did that all start for you? When did you get into it? Sort of give, give us a bit of background behind it all. I started uh, <clears throat> my, next to my grandmother's house. She had like a little community, little pitch and putt thing. And I think you had to be a member, but I was like, I used to just squeeze it under the bar by fence with like, an old wedge of my uncle's and a putter, I think. And just go in and just, I don't know if I was any good at the time, I can't remember, but just like the idea of hitting it, hitting the ball and <clears throat> like anyone at five or six years of age. And then uh kind of just was always really liked golf, but uh it always kind of nearly felt a little bit untouchable to me. I think it had that kind of feeling. Um And then watching Tiger, I guess, when I was a kid, when I was like nine or 10 time Tiger was in his prime. So when you're that, you know, impressionable and you get to turn on the TV and see Tiger Sunday red, the crowds, the, the puts, the shots, the, the madness of it all. Um, I mean, it's very easy to get into a game then. And then when, when I turned, what was I? It was about 12 or 13 kind of end of, end of primary school going into secondary school. We, me and two of my mates joined, uh, our local golf club, Mullingar Golf Club. Um, and it was cheap to join and got a set of golf clubs somewhere. I can't remember where my dad got them. Um, and then just fell in love from there because that was, that was then our summers, you know, when on a Tuesday and a Thursday we would have uh, junior competitions starting at like 7 a.m. So we'll get you out of bed in the summer, play 36 a day, you know, to give you a really high handicap and make you work for it um, and getting that down. And then... You, then that's when golf kicks in because you just want to better it every single time. And then you want to get, you know, you want to have a lesson to better that for the next week. And it's a very easy game to, as you know, become obsessed with and also become very frustrated with. (laughs) (laughs) So why do you think, I mean, golf, it is a a great game. Why do you think it is one of those games that once you get into it, you just are obsessed? You know, people talk about getting the golf ball. Do you think it's because it's, it's, it's so damn hard that you're like, I want to crack it? Yeah, it's probably it's a human nature, isn't it? You know, you don't you don't want to give up on something. Um, and when you start out, um, like anyone starts out, most of your shots are terrible. And then that starts to the ratio starts to balance itself out the longer you go on. And you know, I like 
you know, I see friends of mine that are terrible and they're throwing clubs around the place and all of that. And it's just that the one shot that they do hit will take them back the next week. You know, you play a four hour round, you hit 110 shots. Um, if you hit one or two of them, well, you'll what you'll want to do it again. And that's just human nature. That can be said about most things. But something about golf, something about golf makes people want to come back. And you can never really put your, put your finger on it, but I'm just obsessed with it. Yeah, and, it, and you know, the social side of things, as we were talking about, that's just a massive part of it. I mm. mean, with me and Pierce now, for our golf, it's not competitive anymore. Well, it is, it is competitive, but not in, our livelihoods don't depend on it. Mm. But we go out there now, and it's just so much fun. We don't care about the score. We just have matches. If we hit bad shots, we laugh more. So I think that social side of things, there's nothing like it from a golf perspective either. Yeah, I always said that I wanted to get good enough for golf for what I needed for, which was to go and like, I don't need to be, I'd love to be at some point in my life, be a very, very low handicapper. I play off nine at the moment and that's good enough for me right now. I need it for going out, playing with my mates, doing a bit of business on the golf course of it and just having a bit of a laugh. Like there's nothing better than grabbing a buggy, a few beers, few of your mates on a Saturday morning gets you out of the bed keeps you out of trouble on a Friday night <laughs> um, and and just getting out and and having a bit of a laugh yeah as you say it's the only sport as we always say it's probably one of the only sports that every sort of level can play it together and um, whether it be someone that's 36 or a nine and you know I get the odd time get beaten by the lads not too often but <laughs> um, you know I, I do get beaten and it's a uh, it's as I say, it's one of the only sports you can do so. But the social aspect has always been the most important for me. And like when I got into golf, there was the junior end of the club was big. It was, you know, there was maybe maybe 80 to 100 junior members when I was playing and we'd have big tournaments and there was obviously different categories and stuff like that. But, you know, it was it nearly became like our summer camp, I guess. And then that goes on to when you finish school, you want to go to the golf course to hit balls or on the weekend, that's what you do, um, and things like that. And that's how it started. So it started socially. So it's always kind of kept that way. Um, I just wish everyone else thought that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, you've had some look, you've had some great experiences in golf now. You've been involved quite a, for a while now, I mean, you're in the golf space. Um, how did you meet Rory? And I know you caddied for him at the Masters in the Par 3 contest. And I know you've played around Augusta as well, haven't you? Um, yeah, how did I got that come about. I don't. Where did I meet Rory? A mate of mine was a, was a rep, uh, Mark McDonald. He was a rep for for Adidas TaylorMade out of Ireland, um, and he um, I th through him I think I met Rory because I was spending a bit of time in Northern Ireland, and I think Rory came to some gigs and things like that, and that's how I got to know Rory from there. Um, yeah, and then just kind of the Irish thing kicks in. It's like you know when you go to you go away on holidays, you always end up in an Irish pub. <laughs> kind of that, it's, it's that same thing. No matter where you go, you always bump into someone Irish or, uh, you know, you find yourself more comfortable around the Irish. And we just kind of just kind of snowball effect into good friendship or whatever. And um, yeah, from there, start spending a bit more time around the tournaments and uh, on the ranges and, uh, and and things like that. And then re that's when I was really, really getting into golf because during the 1D days, it was a good like escape for, from the hotel. You know, there was a lot of attention around the hotels, um, fan attention. So it was a good way of kind of like going in behind the gates of a, of a club and, and having a knock and, you know, having a day off really from it. Um, Feeling normal again. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, and just kind of, and that's when I got really into it. So I would have been like 
you know, 19, that kind of 18, 19, when I started like properly, properly getting into it. Up until then, I was, you know, summer and yeah, just kind of a teenage golfer. Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of got really into it after that. And then, as I said, things snowballed. Nice. So let's talk a little bit about coaching actually on this and how you actually improve your skills. But before we get into that, did, is it true that you learned how to play the guitar from YouTube? Yeah, I've, I've actually, I was thinking about this this week, actually. I've been playing a lot of the instruments on on these records that I'm making and and I've never really had, I've actually ne like never had a music lesson. Right. Uh, just kind of like watch things off YouTube, pause if I used to like pause a YouTube video, see where their hands were, you know, like, and then trying to go from there. Luckily enough, I had rhythm. Um, but, you know, the, the hardest part about guitar is this, this thing. Um, and the same can be said about piano. I, to be honest, to this day, I still don't know what about the piano. I just kind of go up and find notes that I like the sound of and try and create some sort of a chord. Um, but yeah, I just kind of always kind of like the improvisation and the challenge of it. And I guess I, I think that you, you made a good point there. It's probably why you like golf too, because you can do the same. <laughs> How did it work for coaching with golf for you? I mean, I mean, again, YouTube, obviously you watch me and my golf on YouTube, but <laughs> other than that, have you had coaching over the years? Uh, when I was younger, I didn't really know. Um, had you get the odd tip off the, the pro as he walks past or whatever? But apart from apart from that, not really. Um, watching a lot of yeah, a lot of YouTube stuff. You know, seeing where you need to be. Luckily enough, I understand the fundamentals. So like, when someone says you need to do this, you need to do that, I can, I can, I had a natural thing for that. Um, coaching wise, it was it was only really I was a terrible golfer until. To go on and go on a holiday after the Masters every year with uh, with Justin Rose, and uh, and then he was just like, "Come on, let's let's sort this golf swing out one day." And then we went down to the driving range, and he put me on the track man, and uh, he just ripped my swing apart. Started again, literally day one stuff. Great, I still have the video on my phone actually of him um, of him trying to help me with it, uh, and the, my grip, you know, the hinge and the wrist, the, all that kind of very very day dot stuff I kind of had to pretend like I'd never played the game before um and from there that's when I really got that's when I really got into it and then I was on the, the range at the Ryder Cup and Butch Harmon came up and helped me with a couple of things and <laughs> kind of kind of constantly like picking up tips just based on the places that I've got myself <laughs> your, first golf lesson was with, your first golf lesson was with Justin Rose uh, yeah, Rosie and Rory giving me tips, and the other time, like I'll send videos, uh, and I get like an, a detailed answer back. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I feel so bad saying it, but uh, yeah, the first lesson <laughs> that's, is Rosie. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I'm sure you've helped them out. Well, it's teaching them how to play the piano and the guitar mm. might not be that hard as well. Just sending the links to the video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, try I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> What, with with your golf, what what are you what are you good at and what are you bad at? What are the strengths and weaknesses in your game? Uh, I'm a good like I was say I was pretty decent like mid iron player, mm -hmm. um, sort of like seven and seven to wet pitch and wedge, yeah, um, which is helpful around a lot of the courses I I play because Absolutely. a lot of places that we play on a, on a regular basis. Like I'm a I happen to be a member at Wentworth and I don't play the West Course all the time because it can kick you to death and it's long and if it's raining it's 9,000 yards long <laughs> um, so I tend to like not so the other courses the the, the Edinburgh and the East it's 
not always driver off the tee. It's long irons and three woods. So I do tend to try and give myself course management is a big thing, but it's always got my helped me get my handicap down. I always try and play quite conservatively and know what my what my strengths are. And I would say from seven to pitching wedge, I was pretty decent. So I always try and give myself 160 to 125, 130 in. So that, that's good because your strategy is actually aligned to your strength, which is awesome. Yeah, that's that, that's always been a thing for me. Uh, like, cause there's you see you see so many of like club players like myself, you know, like, go up there and just blitz it off the tee as far as they can. It ends up not going where they want it, and then they've already they're already struggling, and it's trying to hit it out of the trees with a five iron to try and stick it to six feet. It's just not it's not feasible. That's me, and, is, by um, the way. <laughs> so I just try and uh, yeah, I've always tried to try, try try and play quite conservatively. And then off the tee, I'm pretty straight. Um, I've gained yards with the new with the new Sims, 100%. And this is not like some sort of like paid ad or something. Um, you just have to be you just but you boys just happen to be TM as well. Um, and but yeah, the new the new um, twist face stuff and the Sim stuff has just been different level for me. And also, I was playing with quite weak shafts for a long time. Like I was getting stronger, and my shafts didn't didn't give me that. Um, and Sam Day Taylor made. Uh, we went through a, a very detailed uh, fitting recently, and he uh, was able to give me stronger shafts and smaller faces. And I was um, I've been hitting it a lot better. How important, how important is that fitting then, Niall? Do you think do you see that as like a crucial part if you're if you're looking yeah. at equipment? I mean, I didn't think so. I thought surely it's like it's a it's a steel head and a, and a ball. Like surely it can't be that much. And then you step up there and you get on a track, man, and you see it for yourself. You know I mean, all you have to do is hit the ball, and it, you know, thing the things that usually would happen for you. Like what I really didn't like about my game before was how big the misses were, and how if I hit a cut, it was, you know, a thirty yarder. Now I'm hitting nice little softer cuts and it's that it's your when your misses are bad when you're miss when you miss you don't miss as bad that's what i've gathered off the off the the fitting is you know you're obviously going to miss because you swing it just like your swing doesn't change you know, you know thing you had you didn't get a golf lesson while you were getting the fitting you know you're obviously going to make mistakes like like the pros do um like rory hitting it in someone's swimming pool yesterday i saw that yeah <laughs> i saw that um but i just wanted to you know you know, when I miss, miss smaller. And I think that's yeah. what the fitting does for me. Yeah, the fitting's just, it's just crucial part of it. Yeah. What do you think is the, what do you think is the hardest part about the game? I mean, it's the same thing we all say that we all don't practice enough, which is the short end of it. Um, I would say I was a pretty decent chipper, but I do get the ips with it sometimes. Um, when I'm free and I'm relaxed and I haven't been tense because of the bad shots I've hit behind. Yeah. Uh, when I'm in the, the when I'm in the mindset of the, ne the the most important shot is the next shot, <laughs> um, which doesn't come around too often. Uh, I'm a pretty decent chipper. Putting is just impossible to me. You know, like I like I've never been able to get it right. Like I think it's something in my eye. I see something completely different than what I should be. Um, I'm always pulling putts. Um, can never get the speed um, uh, perfectly. Therefore, I'm pulling it further. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's always been something that I've that I've struggled with. And again, you arrive up to the golf club to make the game shorter. You arrive up to the golf club 20 minutes before you're meant to tee off for half an hour, so you don't get to do that. 
you might roll eight putts from 20 feet <laughs> and then yeah that'll do yeah, um, <laughs> so it's it's about giving yourself the time to practice it and um yeah basically yeah it is isn't it i think i mean we, i mean i think that is one of the one of the things as well having the time and i know you're we'll move on to this in a bit talking about how we're going to grow the game and time is a a big thing um just before we move on to that what's we've had a lot of funny experience on the golf course me and pierce in our in our sort of uh junior life and then adult life as well normally it's me who causes somebody injury they all revolve around Andy. all around me causing somebody injury uh, what's the funniest experience you've had on the golf course god i might have had some like i've had some boozed up days they've been very <laughs> they've been very funny um yeah, we've, I've played a couple of rounds where people have been had a few drinks, and then there's a lot of unclipping of bags and people driving off and bags everywhere and uh, beer bottles falling out of people's bags. And uh, when I was caddying for Rory, JP at the time, he stuck about four thousand liters of water in the bag, and the bag just somehow got very heavy. <laughs> um, actually, do you know what? Not that funny, but I got hit in the back of the head recently. <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah, I was, I was playing a hole going the opposite way and this guy shanked a seven iron to the back of the head mid like hit me. <laughs> I had a big lump in the back of my head. Wow. Funny now, it wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. I wasn't there. Um, God, God almighty. Uh, oh, I fell into the water one time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've uh, one of them ones where you're half in, half out on a like a sleeper, on the like a train, a train, a train line sleeper on the on the side of the water, and slit and one foot gave way as a hit, left foot drags back down into the water, but it was only up. Thankfully, it was only up to my knees, but I looked like I was wearing two torn trousers. <laughs> <laughs> Surely someone videoed that, yeah. Mm. I hope not. I don't think so. I'm sure it'll appear at some point. My thirtieth birthday. Or something. <laughs> it may well be. It may well be. Let, let's let's get into you know we obviously want to talk a little bit about the growing of the game but before we get into that this modest golf yeah so obviously it's a it's a management company you've got some amazing players and talents you know not not just players but also influencers if you want to call it that in your stable but what made you what inspired you to do it yeah just quite, quite a bold a move of, isn't it quite sorry? a bold move, quite a bold move to oh do. yeah 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 hundred percent um, and that's what. That's what it felt like at the start. Um, I just felt like I was spending enough, uh, like a lot of time around the tour and seeing a lot of these younger guys. I mean, it's very easy to turn on the TV on a on a Saturday night and see the see the DJs and the JTs and the Rorys and the Rosies and whoever it is and hitting the ball a mile and winning winning millions of dollars and blah blah. And I think then people in their head looking from the outside go, "That's what it must be like for them all." Golf seems like such a a lucrative game where you know everyone must be minted off it. Um, and it's very, it's absolutely not the case. Um, you know, you, you'll see it yourselves there on the on the clutch to the Euro Pro to the Challenge Tour. So a lot of these guys have to make top 10 to, to pay for the week. Um, you know, whether that be caddy, travel, hotel, um, and stuff like that. You know, and it's, a, and it's the thing that I don't think a lot of people know. Um, and I just was seeing a lot of these younger guys kind of, you know, being kind of ill-managed or saying that they're, you know, I only found out this is a Thursday. I only found out on Tuesday where I was going to be playing or, you know, when no one was looking after their travel or things like that and their sponsorships and things and stuff like that. 
And um, I just felt like I, with the music management that I'm in and the guys who own that, we could do something. We could do something like that because in house we have people who do corporate, people who do travel, people who do social media um, already. And we don't. I'm not saying that we're going to be able to hit the ball for the player. <laughs> we can't. We can't do that. But anything else off the course, um, I, f- I felt like we could do something with. And our, and we all have a passion for golf as well. So um, knowing Mark McDonald and and his kind of life at Adidas and TaylorMade, that was a, a good place to start. And then from there on, it was, <clears throat> as you say, it was a bold move because you know at at the start I was kind of like, oh, this pop star thinks he can come in and now start management managing golfers and. He'll be here today, gone tomorrow, and then that's what I wanted to prove, to prove wrong. Uh, I've got a massive passion for golf. I feel like we can take it major places, and then obviously have the management stuff as well. I think you've done a great job of that as well, now because I think, as Pierce said, I think it was a bold move, and I think you know when we first heard that, we thought, oh, fair play, that's a, he's having a good crack at that. But I think over time now, I think people, I think you've really solidified your, your sort of place in that in that and I think to the point where Modest now is like it's a good reputable brand I know I I feel about that I'm like you've done a great job and you've got some great people on board and it's you're almost just through that having to fight people's sort of perception of it mm. so I think you know for you congrats on building something that's really good and doing it for the good of I suppose the future talent as well really yeah it was um it was more like in the golf world I was worried about you know, it's a that, that driving range is a lot smaller than, yes. than than we think it is. You know, there's agents flying around there that have been doing it for a very long time and have done a great job at it. Um, but there's just a lot of players. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot more players than there is agents. Is is kind of what, the way I look at it. And and uh, um, yeah, I just wanted to to put a new, fresh. You know, I'm I'm 27. I wanted to just kind of put a new, fresher look on golf. I'm not saying that I'm going to absolutely change golf, you know, as we as we know it, but in the small little percentage that I can put to it, hopefully it moves the needle in some shape or form. But it's been it's been an interesting um, sort of. I think we're coming up in four years now, which is mad. Um, four years. The start was brutal. It was a lot of turning down, and um, yeah, you know, as you can imagine, at the start of any sort of business, um, mine just happened to be you know a little bit more public. Um, <laughs> but as time went on. You know, you convince a lot of these younger players why they should. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, bless you. <laughs> um, but as uh, as time went on, um, you know, you just you start to convince that these player these players why you're the one for them and uh, and not the next guy. And yeah, it takes snow. It starts to snowball, and things things have gone from um, good to better. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great to see. It really is, and uh, yeah. So long may it continue. I'm sure we'll be doing plenty with you over the over the coming years. But let, let's talk a little bit about this mission that you've started with the RNA. And just going to go back to something that you mentioned earlier about your experience of golf when you were younger. Mm. Talking about it feeling a bit untouchable was the mm. word you used, and I think that's a lot of people are feeling that. And is a lot of what you felt then driving this mission that you're going through with the RNA now? Uh, I think it's I think it's because I realise it's not as untouchable as it, as I thought it was. I think okay. when I was a kid, it felt old man and stuffy and blah blah blah. But actually, once I got in, yeah, and joined the club, I realised actually they've got a junior program here, so they want us here. First of all, yeah. <laughs> they have set up tournaments, and we don't like we can pretty much do what we want. We can play them when we want. Um, it, it 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 didn't 
it it looked from the it, it's a perception thing it looks from the outside very stuffy we know because we're in golf that it's not as stuffy as we as it's perceived um and yeah i, I guess like what once i i kind of want to get that perception away um you know i came from, i didn't come from a lot of money or or anything um you know my dad worked at tesco my mum was at home we didn't we didn't i didn't grow up with you know what what you would think you need to play golf mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, money wise um and yeah that, you know i was able to get into it and it was just then fell in love with it and then it doesn't feel as as bad as you necessarily thought and uh, i think i would with the, what i'm doing with the rna and and any other things that we do it's kind of trying to it's all about getting you know be being inclusive and making golf as inclusive as possible Hi everyone, Andy here, just letting you know about something that we've created just for you. MeAndMyGolf.com is our membership platform that we believe is the best resource out there to improve your golf. And one of the questions that we get asked all the time is what's the difference between YouTube and the website? And the main difference being is that sometimes people can get lost in content on YouTube and not really having a clear structure or plan of where to go. So we wanted to create something that was, was really going to help golfers. We've got over a thousand uh, coaching videos on there, but our main thing or main feature on there are the coaching plans. And we've seen some amazing results from these plans. And these are basically carefully designed plans on all areas of the game, so you don't have to think or worry about what to do. We tell you exactly what to practice each week and whether you're looking to break a certain score, fix a slice, improve your putting or short game, we have a plan that will suit you. We're even staggered at some of the results that golfers are getting from these as well. And we even have a private Facebook group where all of our members go and share experiences and support each other. Real nice place, positive place to be. And we'd love to see you over there and have the chance to help you with your game. So make sure you head over to meandmygolf.com and check out your free trial with no obligations to join. Check it out and see if you can find a plan and become a part of this amazing community. So, so what are the sort of things that you'd be looking to do then? Just give the listeners a little bit of a... Yeah, I think, well, uh, the, the ideas are ongoing. Actually, after this, I've got a, um, a meeting with the RNA, weirdly enough. Um, and it's a, it's kind of like time is a big thing. I think that's the thing. You know, the European Tour, you've seen them trying to do bits, shot clocks and stuff. Uh, no one, if I think the, the general idea is that not a lot of people want to give up the four hours. I'm a bit of a traditionalist myself. <laughs> um I, I kind of like to give it up. I'm not. I'm not that that way inclined. But um, uh, to to get more people in the game, the game needs to get faster. There has to be ways of doing that, and making it more accessible to guys, girls, disabled, you know, whatever it may be. Getting making it more inclusive and and making it accessible uh, financially, um, and coming up with probably tournamental ideas to to kind of to to really show that off i don't want to give away too much because uh i'd be telling you everything but the idea would be to get to make it accessible for people who would not play golf generally and put on things put on things and events that would you know force but you know get your ears perked up on why you should go and play golf um and yeah time is time is a, a big part of that um so it'd be interesting to see i mean the rna getting in touch with me was was huge because it's something that I talked about forever uh, I'd had all these ideas but at the end of the day I can only do so much I need the governing bodies to, to kind of come and help me out with it um, and when I got the call that 
the RNA wanted to get in touch and did this new marketing guy and they had this budget that they have from the Open Championship and they, we need to grow the game with it. I was like, come on. <laughs> and uh, they've been brilliant, I have to say. Uh, we're all on the same page. Everyone wants to grow the game. How we do it is, is another thing, but um, having the Open Championship and the Ladies Open Championship and the Amateur Open cha uh, Championships to British Championships to, to have, you know, to have that as your platform is a, as a lovely starting point. So we have to get our ideas right. Yeah, it's something that we're, we're going to be pursuing over the next 12 months as well, just, just mm. from what we've done in golf. Golf's just a, such a good game. It connects you with so many people. I mean, we, before we, we came on air, I think that it's such a small world, golf, isn't it? We were talking about one of the guys that you've got on your, um, in, your, in, your in Modest is Richard Mansell. And Pierce yeah. used to coach Richard Mansell when he was like 12 or 13. It, everyone's just connected and it just it's amazing how it brings everyone together yeah um, yeah exactly i've got a question actually i was thinking about this yesterday this is not an advert for a beer company either but <laughs> remember remember the um if carlsberg did this remember the adverts <laughs> i've got a question for you Niall. if carlsberg did a golf day what would it look like for you in in terms of with your mission to be like to change the perception, what would be a Carlsberg golf day? Tell you what, Andy, pulling out the big, big, the big questions today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a hell of a question, Christ. Because we just a quick one. We always talk about this. We're like, mm. we'd love to create a golf day that would just break down all the all the perceptions and just do it as if as if golf had never existed before. Exactly. And we go right. Let's start again. What what's a what's an amazing golf day? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I, I, it would 100% be fun that we know, to be honest, if I was to try and get people into the golf, I nearly wouldn't, like, like there has to be obviously a competitive edge to it, but it would, I wouldn't make people feel like they were coming in to sign up to a tournament. Because the minute you, the, what I find with golf is people are scared to, to shoot badly and people are afraid to fail. Um, you need to make that, you need to make, pe make a pe people feel when they're arriving that it's all right. We all do it. I mean, look, as we said, we're already hit into the pool. Everyone makes mistakes. It's all right. Um, I would it would be so fun. It would be all types of people from, you know, people like that came from the same level of money as me to, to right up to all, all types of people, men, women, uh, all sorts. It would be just, it would be incredible. And it'd be, the sun would be shining. <laughs> some lovely it wouldn't, be more, it wouldn't be in Wolverhampton then I know that <laughs> or London it's raining here now uh, yeah I, inclusive is the word I would use to, to all sorts and it wouldn't feel stuffy at all and the clubs would be provided and and things like that just to try and open the doors to as many people as possible I mean it's a it's a it's a, it's a big question I'd have to properly sit down and, and write what that golf day would look like it's a great question though isn't it to, great. To, it's to, a really to sort of question. get you thinking about it yeah i don't really like i felt like i've just mumbled there because <laughs> I, uh, and i did <laughs> but i would like to yeah i'd have to have a think about that but it would it would be a lot of fun well when you organize it just just send yeah. the invites out to us we'll be there don't worry <laughs> Well, I'll sit down in the future, maybe, and plan it out as well. I mean, we need some live music as well. So if you know oh. anyone who could do that, then it's obviously good. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a few mates. Um, no, but I just, uh, it would be fun because my least favourite golf memories have been when it's been like a stuffy country club or uh, things like that. I would I would have it as, as open as possible for all sorts of people to come. Um, 
and with no sort of age limits or you know gender limits or ability limits it would be just as as wide open as possible and the older people yeah. get a few drinks it'd be a bit of a laugh <laughs> it, it needs to happen that day needs to happen definitely we should have we should have a chat about that <laughs> yeah um okay let, let's let's talk into let's talk about the um the Horan and Rose Gala because I know this is something yeah. you set up a while ago is this still going is you know you sort of raise money for yeah research for the UK is it yeah, we were, we kind of done it uh, for we did it um, biannually. Uh, we did it twice. We did it twice, um, and we raised over two million quid on the night, which was um, which is over the two nights, which is amazing. Um, and we do it. At, we generally do it at the Grove in Hertfordshire, a famous venue. And myself and Rosie just like we wanted to do something together, and we wanted to to really give back. Um, and you know, Rosie's um, Rosie's dad had died of cancer. Um, uh, Rosie's uh, wife's case, her her uh, mum had died of cancer, and it was kind of it felt like, it felt at home. We all have contact with cancer, so Cancer Research UK was something that we that we felt passionate about. And actually, Rosie's sister used to work at Cancer Research UK, so it was a, it was very close to home. Um, we felt like that's where that's where we could help, and the gala is just great fun. It's like all of those events that you see and you don't want to go to, you'd want to come to our one. It's it's very relaxed, the table settings are very chilled. It's all about having a laugh. Um, we've had like Kirsty Gallagher and Gabby Logan host it one year, um, and I played it one year. Ollie Murs played it. Uh, we had another special guest for last year's, but it obviously got cancelled, so we're trying to plunk it in at the end of this year hopefully see what happens but um great evening a lot of money raised um and uh yeah just a great laugh great great night out for a good cause and we get to spend good time together yeah well hopefully you can get that up and running this year It'd be great to do that again and when you're doing something that's i think just close to a lot of people's hearts it's just great to see people doing some some great stuff for golf but also giving back and um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Hopefully that can go ahead for you guys. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. Right. We're going to move into a quick fire round then Niall here. This is never quick, but make it as quick or as long. <laughs> as you um, What is your best golf experience so far? Every time I feel like I hurt every golf fan when I say this, I've been lucky enough to play Augusta national on a few occasions. No, I, I, I don't speak anymore. That's enough. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> thanks, thanks, we, thanks we, for your time. No, no, you can you can tell us all about it. You can tell <laughs> us all about it. Magnolia Lane, Endo. <laughs> Just here. Oh, there we go. Oh, <laughs> as well. Yeah. No, you can't elaborate on that. Well, I want to. I want to hear want a little bit about it. Really. Yeah. No. Got into play Augusta National with a friend of ours, a member, and um, yeah, first time I played it was just. God almighty, when the gates open and you drive up, it's just mind-blowing. You're there early in the morning and the sun is coming up over the hills and the, the, the all the lawnmowers are going down and sink down the ninth fairway and it's just like every golfer's dream. Um, played awful first time I played it. Um, you're walking around, you're scared of every shot you hit. Um, it's very much a target golf course. You have to be able to play quadrant golf and hit the right side of greens or as we know it can end up very badly so you're scared of that um the next time i played it, i was just a lot better as as a golfer um and stood on the stood on the 
the 18th tee with uh, 78 on the card and double bogey in it. So I'll take 80 across the national. Good, it's good, yeah. Um, bear in mind the members' tees are a little bit for- further forward, so it's not too bad. But uh, the whole experience of it is just the most perfect golfing experience. Like each blade of grass looks like it's cut with a scissors. Um, <laughs> it just it nearly looks dyed. Like it's that green, it's perfect. It's like uh, Disneyland for golfers. <laughs> and um, yeah, just walking around thinking of all the different shots over the years. Bubba hitting that shot out of the trees on 10 and Tiger's chip on 16. And yeah, going into it, it was probably the only course in the world that I could tell you from one to 18, what the details of each hole. Um, and just being there was just just incredible. So. I don't want to go on too long because I end up. Yeah. <laughs> it's so special about the match. What's so special about it, though, isn't it? It's just that, the, you know, the same course every year. Everyone can relate to all the drama that's happened. There's so many memories there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, next one. What, what one thing would you change about golf? Perception. No change the perception. I think, as we said earlier in the, in the chat, it's, it's a lot more easy once you're in the door. It's getting yourself in the door is the issue. It's getting yourself to the course and getting the clubs and the and the clubs. There's a lot of admin with it, um, yeah. and um, yeah, I think I would I would uh, take that perception off and get pe- just get people to try it. As I said, as we said at the very start, once they hit that good shot, they're back the next week, and that and that's it. And it's just trying to get people to get into the game and stay there. And hopefully, all those people that took up golf during lockdown again will stay with us now and those yeah. numbers will stay there. I know talking to to manufacturers like TaylorMade and the Callaway boys and stuff like that, they're saying that their numbers have never been stronger off that lockdown since maybe 2003, four when Tiger was at his right up there. Um, so it's great to see it come back and hopefully it's those people will stick around. <clears throat> yeah, it's in a good place, definitely. The next couple of years are going to be strong, I think. Yeah, the talent on the tour at the moment is just insane. Every young person that's coming up now, it's it's not like it was three or four years ago where it was a lot of hit and miss. It seems to be the lads that are coming out of American colleges and the lads that are coming out of the Challenge Tour and Euro Pros and Clutch and things like that here. That the level is just diff- it's just different now. They even like you know guys like yourself with like with Aaron and and Richard and Connor Simon, a couple of our lads, and just like Robbie McIntyre. That younger player is now so much better than the, it seemed to be. Yeah, a few years ago. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it is. Um, okay, what's the best tip you've ever had? God. Best, the best golf tip, I'd say, was Butch Harmon that time, opening out my left foot on my drive. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to get like quite s- straight, and then I was wondering why I was cutting the ball. But when I was coming down over the top, all I was doing was spinning out of control because I wasn't giving myself room to get out of the way. So just opening out my left foot, just pointing my toe away and still having the ball on my, I tend to try and put it, I kind of just like halfway up my, just like kind of in my, on my left heel. Mm-hmm. Once my foot's up and then I can, I can get through a lot easier. That was my problem was not being able to get, get out of the way. Um, Cause as we know, if you don't get your hips out first, everything goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. Butch is, uh, Butch is quality, isn't he? And he just keeps it dead simple as well. I think yeah. I've have a lesson off Butch myself. I just love to hear his stories to be fair. Yeah, he's got stories. He's um, one of golf's great characters, and uh, hopefully, when he's finished all his broadcasting, he could do a podcast like this because he, <laughs> yeah. he can chat. He keeps get golf very simple. Um, great, great character. Um, 
Yeah, brilliant. Everyone, everyone that knows about golf knows about Butch Harmon. We'll have to get him on the podcast, Piers, at yeah. some point. 100%. Yeah. Okay, uh, what's the one thing on your golf wish list? Golf wish list? As in? Um, any, anything. Where do you want to play? What do you uh, want to do in golf? Anything. It could be, could be a tournament you want to go to. I would love a lot, a lot more women to play golf, first of all. Um, that's part of the perception question, I guess. Um, yeah, I think, I think people don't see it as a cool thing. Um, and the cooler we make it, more people get into it. As we know, we see the power of young girls in any sort of, um, in any walk of life. If they see, if they see it and they believe in it, they're all over it, whether it be a music band, like, you know, or anything, anything else, anything culturally, socially, they're all over it. Um, I think that if we change, if we get women into golf, more women into golf, we change the game. Um, and then in terms of my own, I would like to, my golf wish list would be, I'd like to play off four and I would like to play Pebble Beach. That's a, that's a good I, heard, I, heard, I hear, watch the, the program every year and well, the one that got me was Jack Nicholas said, if, if he could play one more golf, one more round of golf before he passed, he'd play Pebble Beach. And that's coming from a guy that won six jackets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it must be special. Yeah. Well, do you know what? It's um, it was my it was a big birthday for me this year. Fifty. And um. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one. That's it. Thanks, now. Um, <laughs> and then um, and we said like we've got to play Pebble Beach. We've been like me and Pierce have been there twice and not played. We've been to the U.S. Open and just been there. And um, we're like, it's just gonna happen this year. We're going this year at some point and just gonna and just gotta play. It just it's just gonna happen with what's happened over the last year as well it's like if you want to do something you just do it. yeah so yeah we'll text, we'll text you <laughs> by the way you know what speaking of a course i'd love to play and i never played was when we were talking about earlier tory pines mm. some great some great tiger moments have happened there over the years i don't know if you boys played it because you spent a bit of time around that san diego area but yeah. uh, it's a hell of a course yeah just the views yeah, cool. you can't you can have a bad day's golf there and have an amazing day another thing about golf great views yeah, <laughs> you can't have a bad day at Torrey Pines. I don't care. No. I don't care how bad you play. You can't have a bad day there. It's unbelievable. Okay, and final final question then now for you is: What's next for you? What's the? I suppose yeah. What's next? What's yeah. Next? What's next? Uh, well, I'm making an album at the moment. Trying to. Um, it quite deep into it now. I'm pretty obsessed with the music thing because obviously I was so deprived of it not last year not even be able to go to a studio or anything like that was tough. You know, I could have self-isolated in the studio, but getting there was the issue. <laughs> um, and yeah, just start really getting into it now and, and um, yeah, kind of falling back in love with, with it, I guess. It was very easy to just kind of zone out last year, I suppose, and, uh, and f forget about it because everyone was kind of bogged down, but it's kind of, it's good to be back in the mix. Um, you know, all the, all of the, the, the TV, all the TV, the Grammys and the award shows now on TV are getting me riled up because I want to be part of them the next time. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's get, I'm getting motivation back and um, yeah, make the album, see what happens. I don't know the timings on it because if a big song comes, I'm releasing it. Um, but until then, until then, I'll be in the studio. And then obviously with the golf stuff, a uh, lot going on with the RNA now. Um, and 
yeah, not really just signed a new player, uh, Angel Yin, who's making a name for herself on the LPGA, played a couple of Solheim Cups, very young, um, but had an injury and dropped out and kind of got in touch and asked, would we help her out, which was incredible. She's a very exciting prospect. Uh, all the players are playing really well. I was just looking at the leaderboard in Kenya there. And uh, the players are going well. Our event, our European Tour event this year, is going to be a big one in Northern Ireland, uh, the ISP Asanda. Um, men and women playing for equal prize money in, in uh, you know, a fully sanctioned event is, is pretty incredible. Everyone on the same page trying to grow the game for equal money. It's 2021, baby. Um, so, yeah, just a lot, of exci- a lot of exciting things happening on the event side, the player side. Golf course is open next Monday, the 29th. I've already booked Monday and Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's just, I feel like we're just coming over the brow of that hill in terms of life. So um, life, music and golf. And let's see what happens, baby. Yeah, love it. It's going to be a good yeah, uh, <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> and the next oh, time I'm up your way, we're going to play it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, for sure, for sure. And in San Diego as well, we'll get Torrey Pines. Let's sort that out next time around. 100%, yeah. It's a nice, easy drive for me from LA. Lovely. Uh, look, no, I've been, you've been great with your time. Thank you so much. It's really, really good listening to you. I'm energized just listening to you talking about things as well and wanting to go out there and play golf and waiting for these events to kick in again, whether it be a golf tournament or just a golf day. Really yeah. looking forward to that. And you obviously got the memo on wearing the white shirt as well. So <laughs> I'll that. Apologies, um, uh, apologies to Neil and the lads at Adidas. Said <laughs> I wasn't an Adidas. I wasn't an Adidas top. But uh, <laughs> next time, um, yeah, boys. Thanks for everything. Thanks for everything you do for the game. And let's get have a knock or a lesson or something next time. Beer, anything. Be great to see you. Sounds good. I no, appreciate. It. Thanks so much. Yeah, see you soon. Thank Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you found some great value in it. And if you did, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Also, let us know your feedback by leaving us a rating or review over on iTunes. And remember, if you want to go deeper and really improve your game, head over to meandmygolf.com and start your free trial and check out one of the many plans that are seeing incredible results. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to speaking to you next week.